Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Adam Shine Podcast. Episode number five, the Adam Shine Podcast. And we are fired up to be with you once again. A lot going on in the NFL. First quarter of the season in the books. We have a tremendous interview for you. The GOATS, the greatest football player in the history of the National Football League. Jerry Rice joins us today on the Adam Shine Podcast. A phenomenal conversation with Jerry. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. We will have some week number five NFL picks. We'll give you our tales of woe on fantasy football as per usual. And we've got three topics for you to start the podcast today. Challenging pass interference in the NFL. Kirk Cousins, horrible at professional football. And the Dallas Cowboys losing in New Orleans and what lies ahead this week for the showdown with the Green Bay Packers. First and foremost, I first guessed it on my Sirius XM radio show on China on Sports. The notion of overreacting to what transpired on Championship Sunday with the awful non-call with the Saints and the Rams, the overreaction was asinine. Absolutely worthless. Clueless. And it was going to be a flat-out disaster. And normally I would say, well, I hate to say I told you so. Oh, hell with that. I love to say I told you so. And this was the easiest prediction in the history of Shine on Sports for 15 years on Sirius XM. Also the easiest prediction in the five-episode history of the Adam Shine podcast. Easiest first guess ever. You should never, ever, ever have the ability to challenge plays where it's not cut and dry. Is it a first down? Not a first down. Was it a catch? Inbounds, out of bounds. Pass interference? Are you kidding me? By the way, go through all sports, whether it's a catch in the NFL, whether it's baseball and replays terrible. We've seen debacles in terms of hockey replay. College basketball last year. How about the NBA? Replay does not work. There are flaws in replay. And I'll use a TV term. When you frame bleep anything, you can kind of find, well, anything. And this is even worse challenging pass interference than I ever imagined. And I told you it was going to be a fiasco. And these coaches who already have so much to do in game, they are completely and utterly overwhelmed. Nobody knows what pass interference is. And I'll give you an example. Go back to last Thursday night. Third and seven for the Green Bay Packers. MVS is mugged. I mean, the Philly DB could have been thrown in prison for assault. Stole MVS's lunch money. So Matt LaFleur rightly throws a challenge flag. And again, I wish that this rule didn't exist. I wish that you couldn't do it. But it exists. And I told you it was going to be time-consuming. And, you know, these games are late enough. And, I mean, it's it's a snooze fest, and you're fighting the Sandman, and at least if you're going to waste our time, get the damn thing right. 
I mean, Mike Pereira, who's phenomenal on Fox, he's in the booth with Buck and Aikman. Everybody's saying, pass interference, pass interference, pass interference. I'm watching at home, pass interference. And they say, call the non-call in the field stance. What a joke. Oh, by the way, they punt. And by the way, leads to a Jordan Howard touchdown. So this is an absolute debacle. Everybody's getting it wrong. Al Riveron, the head of officiating, is completely overmatched. This was such... What happened in Championship Sunday was awful. Saints fans should never get over it. How they missed that on the field, I'll never know. But this was easy to predict. This was an absolute disaster. This needs to be one and done. I mean, this this is absolutely absurd, slowing games down. They're getting it wrong on replay. I mean, poor Mike Tomlin didn't know what he was doing. We've seen, you know, Ron Rivera botch it, when to throw it, when not to throw it. Uh, replay's a mess. And adding a, a penalty like pass interference into the mix where it's ambiguous and it's up for interpretation – Horrible job by the NFL. We predicted that would be the case, and this has marred an otherwise phenomenal first quarter of the NFL season. So that's topic number one here on the Adam Shine podcast. And topic number two, speaking of dreadful, Kirk Cousins is wretched at professional football. Adam Thielen was absolutely positively right when he threw Kirk Cousins under the bus, saying at some point our passing attack's got to do something. Yikes, and he's spot on. Kirk Cousins is completely rocked. He is shell-shocked, and he's not even close to being a decent quarterback. Kirk Cousins, forget about living up to the 84 mil guaranteed. Kirk Cousins is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I don't say that with any joy or jubilation. I like Kirk Cousins personally. I was wrong. I thought that Kirk Cousins to Minnesota made a ton of sense. I thought that he was a major upgrade over Case Keenum. I mean, look, Keenum had that unbelievable season, but at the end of the day, everyone knew that was fool's gold. I mean, everyone except apparently the Denver Broncos and the Washington Redskins, but their organizations are dumpster fires, but I digress. Kirk Cousins is awful. He's completing half his passes. You know, Mitch Trubisky goes down in the showdown with the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings, and I didn't change my mind in terms of who was going to win that game. Kirk Cousins can't complete the forward pass, can't make plays. And Mike Zimmer's a defensive-minded coach. He wants to run the ball. And that's what got John DeFilippo fired first year of the contract last year. You know, I, they're not utilizing Thielen. They're not utilizing Diggs. Poor Kyle Rudolph. Can we free Kyle Rudolph? I mean, he was one of the best pass-catching tight ends in the league. Kirk Cousins didn't even look at him. If Kirk Cousins can't throw... For over 300 yards and two or three touchdowns against the Giants' dreadful defense this week, it's even worse than I can imagine. And make no mistake, the Vikings have no shot at making the playoffs. You know, normally you wouldn't be that bold and call it after a quarter. Look, I said preseason the Vikings had 8-8 eight and eight written all over them. The Vikings have 8-8 eight and eight written all over them. And they're clearly right now the fourth best team in the amazing NFC North. Packers are better. Bears with their defense better. Hey, the Detroit Lions have proven they could play with anyone. You know, they beat the Chargers, they beat the Eagles, and they were that close to beating my guy, Patty Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Minnesota Vikings are on a road to nowhere. There are going to be household changes after the season. I think there's a realistic chance Mike Zimmer is going to lose his job. 
and I would say new quarterback, but based upon what he'll be making in 2020, I don't think there's a team in the league that would touch Kirk Cousins. Think about the weight of that. Not a team in the league that would touch Kirk Cousins. This is one of the worst free agent signings in the history of the NFL. I never in a million years thought this this was going to be the case. I mean, the Cardinals, the Jets, everybody wanted Kirk Cousins. The Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I lobbied for Washington to keep him. Debacle. Absolute debacle. He's terrible in primetime. He's terrible in big games. The coach can't stand him. Thielen can't stand him. Good luck, Minnesota. You're going to need it. And topic number three for you. The Dallas Cowboys, all-encompassing. I'm on record saying, going into the action last week, that the Dallas Cowboys, to me, on a power ranking, watching the teams play, most complete team in the NFL after three weeks. Not that I was picking them to the Super Bowl. You know, I stand by my Chiefs-Packers prediction. But the Dallas Cowboys are playing unbelievable football. The loss in New Orleans with the game this week against the Green Bay Packers looming, that's that's not good. It changes everything in terms of the field for the Cowboys, changes everything in terms of the NFC. If Dallas would have won that game 4-0, you can eliminate the Eagles from the division. We could be talking about the Cowboys and home field in the postseason in the NFC. Instead, they got exposed. And here's the biggest way they got exposed. Sean Payton versus Jason Garrett. Look, I still think the Dallas Cowboys, 1 through 53, have the most talent in the NFL. And I love Kellen Moore calling the plays. But Jason Garrett is not a good head coach. And Sean Payton, Sean Payton's a Hall of Famer. I don't want to hear about Bounty Gate. I mean, look at what he's done this year. Look at what he did changing football in New Orleans, winning all these games. I mean, he is a wonderful coach, great play calling, X's and O's, master motivator. They're 2-0 and now with, with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, roster-wise, you take the Dallas Cowboys over the New Orleans Saints in every area, except for head coach, except for head coach. But Dallas's defense was not very great. New Orleans's was better. And New Orleans shut down Zeke, forced that fumble. Zeke couldn't get going. Zeke makes Dak. I've said that forever, not the other way around. And you take a look at Teddy Bridgewater. He rocks steady. And that's one when the wheel stops spinning. That can certainly be a big deal in terms of now the Saints having home field in the NFC. Boy, they're winning these games without Drew Brees. And that's a credit to Sean Payton. And that's the difference when you have a coach. Dallas does not have a coach, which leads me into the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. And I think this game is going to be an absolute show. Both these teams, the Packers and the Cowboys, coming off of a loss in week number four. And listen, I think there's a realistic chance this this game could really impact who gets the one seed, who gets the two seed, who gets the three seed tiebreaker in terms of potentially home field, who gets a bye, who doesn't. I think the Packers and the Cowboys are two of the best teams in the NFL. This is going to be an absolute show. Two high-profile teams, 425 window for the NFL on Fox with Buck and Aikman and Andrews and Pereira. This this is going to be tremendous. couple of thoughts going into this game. Number one, 
You know, it's 2.33 Eastern time on a Tuesday. We don't know if Devontae Adams is going to play. And I think Devontae Adams with the toe and his health is pretty gigantic when you take a look at who can win this game. Now, even if Adams A doesn't go or B goes and he's not vintage Devontae Adams and we saw predictably that Rodgers to Devontae Adams connection absolutely sizzling on fire last Thursday at Lambeau against Philadelphia, I think Aaron Rodgers can still dominate. And that that Dallas defense is is fantastic, but Aaron Rodgers, he's he's back, okay? He never went anywhere. You know, some haters were getting all over him in the first three weeks of the season. Aaron Rodgers, the most talented quarterback I've ever seen play, and he makes every single throw. He's He is the Michael Jordan of the NFL, and he's had a lot of success historically going up against the Dallas Cowboys in big spots, and even against those great linebackers, Smith, Van Der Esch, underrated defensive backfield, Demarcus Lawrence, I think they can make big-time plays in that passing attack. And I would expect three touchdowns, three, 350 in terms of the passing yards for Aaron Rodgers in this gigantic showdown. Now, the Packers' defense is, is still great. You credit Philadelphia for what happened in Week 4. This Packer defense is, is no joke. Having said that, if there's a yeah, buts, yeah, they're great buts, what do they do against the run? I mean, Jordan Howard looked like he was Jim Brown. Miles Sanders looked like Barry Sanders. And now you're going up against Ezekiel Elliott. But there is a ton of pressure on Dak Prescott. And Mike Pettin will bring pressure. The young DBs for Green Bay are outstanding. And if the game is even, and I expect it to be even. Fourth quarter, who do you trust, Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott? Do you trust Jason Garrett in a big spot? You could tell I'm leaning on Green Bay. We'll make all our picks on a football Friday on Shine on Sports on Sirius XM on Mad Dog Sports Radio. My mentality is go with the Green Bay Packers which hits home a major lost opportunity by the Dallas Cowboys last week losing in New Orleans. The single greatest football player in the history of the NFL, my guy, Jerry Rice, coming up next on the Adam Shine Podcast. On sports with Adam Side. The Buffalo Bills went pound for pound, pound for pound with the Patriots. I mean, if you think that I'm taking the L, as the kids like to say on Twitter, no, take the L. If anyone's going to sit there and have a take of, oh, Patriots, they are light years better than the Bills, then you missed the whole thing. Shine on sports. Shine on sports. Weekdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Well, how about this? Joining us right now here on the Adam Shine Podcast, my old friend, the single greatest football player in the history of the National Football League, my guy, the legendary Jerry Rice. Jerry, how are you? I'm doing good, man. What an introduction. 
Well, you wrote it, Jerry. I mean, I had to read it just like you wrote it. Oh, 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 okay. All right. I like that. Listen, Jerry, you know, I mean, I've known you for a long time. I consider you the single greatest football player in the history of the National Football League. What goes through your minds when you hear that? Uh, I sort of have to pinch myself. Yeah, because I I just, I played and I... uh, I just love the game of football. And for you to say that, you know, it means the world to me. But, uh, you know, when I hear stuff like that, it's sort of like, uh, oh, my God. Uh, You know, it's almost like uh, it's so surreal. You know what I'm saying? I do. Absolutely, I do. Who else would you put on, let's say, a Mount Rushmore of goats? In the opinion of Jerry Rice, give us some of the greatest of all time. Uh, Jim Brown and, uh, God, the list goes on and on. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, uh, you know, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, you know, uh, Larry Bird, uh, you know, just so many great athletes from so many, uh, different, uh, professions. Uh, but also I like to look at it like this. There's a lot of goats, uh, and other, uh, occupations too you know could be a doctor a nurse love it uh, a fireman love it uh, a policeman and all that so you know what we're gonna do let's let's start a a goat uh fraternity okay a goat fraternity jerry you like that i love that that? we're gonna do a goat fraternity okay so we'll make sure we have a list of firefighters you know my parents were school teachers in the bronx we gotta throw school teachers on there right yeah you gotta do that yes of course it's all about education, Jerry. You know that better than anybody. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, uh, man, uh, it could be a, a weekend warrior. Think about this, man. You know, say someone uh, that might just be inspired on that given day to uh, to go out and, and uh, just put their best workout in or something like that. You know, say uh, like a Serena Williams oh, or she's a Jennifer Lopez or something like that, man. Which Jennifer uh, Lopez is going to be uh, performing uh, this year for the halftime show? I mean, you're listing goats. We got a goat talking about goats. I mean, it doesn't get you, any better than that. By you the, a goat too, man. You a goat. I appreciate that, Jerry. I mean, I always say one of my all-time highlights in my career. You know, I, I've done I've done radio shows in a lot of great places, right? But one of the all-time great shows was doing a radio show with you at your pool house before a 49er training camp and then we flew to seattle and then spokane washington but i mean that that's on the short list of great places to do a radio show when i did a a show from your pool house that's kind of cool ain't it (laughs) it makes for a great story right i mean that's like an exclusive man that's what I'm. How many people have ever done a radio show in Jerry Rice's pool house? What's the list? No, I, I think you might be the only one. See, I mean that's that's goat on goat crime, well, right? Well, you, there. yeah, goat on goat time, man. <laughs> Jerry, I love that you were in Arizona over the weekend. Larry Fitzgerald, oh second place all time in terms of the reception list. You know, I've always made this case: Larry Fitzgerald, second best receiver in the history of the game. Look. He didn't play with great great quarterbacks when you look at who was throwing him the ball in Arizona. 
How would you characterize the career of Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, just a Exceptional, uh, man. I don't, you know, second. I, I, for some reason, that just doesn't flow that well with me when I hear that. You know, the second best. You know, I think Larry is right up there with me. Uh, his work ethic, uh, his knowledge about the game, how he passes the game on to other players, uh, how he represents uh, the NFL, and uh yeah you know he he has gone through so many quarterbacks but you know for him to be as productive uh it just shows that this guy is a winner and uh he works hard i love the way you put him on on the same category as you who are some of your favorite receivers whether it's current nfl or back in the day or before you played who did jerry rice like to see play uh god I would say Lance Swan, John Stallworth, Dwight Clark, Freddie Solomon, uh, Tony Hill, Drew Pearson, uh, Steve Largent, uh, current guys, you know, like a Julio Jones, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, guy, uh, even, I, I got to say this guy too, Antonio Brown, what he brought to the table. Uh, you know, whenever he stepped on a football field, uh, you knew that you was going to get, you know, that you would get his best. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, you know, he uh, surpassed uh, Tony Gonzalez, and uh, it was great to be on the football field and, and, and watch this guy do that. Let's talk about Antonio Brown. Last time I saw you, you brought me a bottle of Hennessy on Radio Row on, on the Sirius <laughs> XM radio show, and by the way, it was fantastic, so so thank you for that. <laughs> Um, and you wanted Antonio Brown in, in San Francisco, and I know you spent time with him. And by the way, as a player, we are talking about, to me, a Hall of Fame talent who's carved out on the field a Hall of Fame career. You know, you kind of made the case to us that Brown was focused. And by the way, I was all in on that. What the hell happened with Antonio Brown? I, I was all in, too. I was all in, and I... Uh... You know, I thought he would be a great uh, addition uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he went a different route. He went to the Oakland Raiders and uh, and everything else is history and stuff like that. But, you know, I look at this guy and, uh, you know, what he brought to the table on the field. And uh, so, you know, I think he wanted to go to the Patriots. Uh, he wanted to be traded uh, from Pittsburgh, but there was no way that – they were going to trade him to a rival, so he had to go a different direction, and uh, and that's it. What do you think of the 49ers and their undefeated start? I really like watching Kyle Shanahan. I think he's a heck of a coach. Jimmy Garoppolo seems to be healthy. What are your impressions of the 49ers? They're 3-0 and right now, and they still need to clean up a lot of things. Uh, you know, ball security is the most important thing. They, they can't continue putting the ball on the ground. Uh, because uh, if you have turnover, uh, you know, most likely you're not going to win. So, uh, you know, they got a great defense that, uh, that can put pressure on the opposing quarterback and, and, uh, and hopefully uh, uh, force the quarterback into uh, turning the ball over. Uh, last year, I think they had one interception. They're, they're around six or seven now. So that defense is getting the job done. Jimmy G., uh, you know, coming back from that injury, I think he's starting to get more comfortable. They have a good running game. They got receivers that can make plays. So I expect this team to get better. 
How about the Raiders? Final season in Oakland. They're coming yeah. off of a great win against the Colts. They got to go to London, take on the Bears in the Khalil Mack revenge game. What's your read on the Raiders and Coach Gruden, who you played for in Oakland? I, you know, I think they're just trying to battle right now. And, uh, you know, they went through a lot by losing uh, Antonio Brown. You know, I, I knew that he would be a, a key part of that offense. Uh, so uh, other guys going to have to fill that slot. So, uh, you know, they uh, they jumped up on uh, – I think they jumped up on uh, – Indianapolis. Basic, no, no. Uh, the game against Kansas City, they were up 10-0. Oh, somehow, sure, yeah. Yeah, somehow uh, they weren't able to finish that. But, you know, I think they're going to battle. Uh, so Khalil Mack, uh, wow. That's a hard <laughs> one. That, that's a hard one because he went to Chicago and he changed that entire defense. So, uh, you know, it was just unfortunate that, uh, that they didn't resign him. Is it amazing to you that Tom Brady is still playing at this level at age 42? Well, the game is totally different now. You know, you can't drive a quarterback into the ground anymore. And, uh, you know, you get these guys over 330, 340 uh, defensive linemen, and, and what they used to do back in the day, they would fall on you. Think about one of those guys falling on you. So uh, it's a different game now, and, and I think uh, with Tom Brady, uh, you know, he wants to uh, continue to play, and, and I think he can now. I mean, I'd rather not think about one of those guys falling on me, Jerry. I mean, you've you've seen my physique. I mean, it's it's not good. I, I there's no. But you're a goat, man. You're supposed to be a goat. You should supposed to be able to take that, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what? You've just changed my whole attitude on things. I can take that as as a goat who once did a radio show in Jerry Rice's pool house. I absolutely positively can take it, Jerry. Not are only you gonna talk about are you going to talk about Rice Aroni or what, man? Of course, of course, I'm going to talk about Rice Aroni. You want to talk about rice aroni now? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do it. All right. I mean, rice. You know, I'm obsessed with rice aroni. I mean, when I went to your pool house, rice aroni. When I went to the 92nd Street Y and hosted a Q and A with you, I, I said, Jerry, where are we going for dinner? He said, Dinner? You you just served up rice aroni. You're obsessed with rice aroni. Well, rice aroni, man. You know, we both the San Francisco treats, right? Of course. And I have partnered with rice aroni. And I'm thinking about changing my name to Jerry Rice Pastoroni. <laughs> Think about that, man. That would be so cool. You got to give amazing. me props on that one, right? You got to give me props on that one. I'm giving but you props, you about, Yeah, when you think about tailgating and you think about uh, football being in full force right now, it was easy for me to run that perfect route or, you know, make that winning catch for a touchdown. And what I like about Rice Aroni is that they have so many uh, – varieties and i like to think of one that really uh you know because i had some go-to plays back in the day the one that i like for tailgating is the jalapeno cheddar yeah because i was spicy man i was spicy on the football field and and i brought something that was really special and to learn more about the team rice promotion including the youtube series featuring jerry rice and instant win game official rules and prizes go to team Go to GoTeamRice.com to view the YouTube series featuring Jerry Rice. Visit the Rice-A-Roni YouTube page. When you think about your spicy career, Joe Montana, Bill Walsh, what was it like prepping for a ball game and working with those guys? 
Well, working with uh, Bill Walsh, you know, the greatest coach to uh, ever coach the game. Uh, he could be your best friend. He could be your worst enemy. So he always wanted to keep you on edge. And, uh, you know, so you had to practice a certain way uh, and you had to play a certain way. You know, Joe Montana, uh, I call him Jesus in cleats. And the reason why I say that is because this guy had a coolness about him that if you had any time on the clock, we knew that Joe could move the ball all the way downfield and, and win that football game. He never got rattled. And, uh, you know, he was just uh, Joe Cool. Was there one moment Montana to Rice, which to me is the greatest connection in the history of the NFL? Is there one moment, one throw that stands out for you? Oh, my God. I would say doing Super Bowl twenty four against the Denver Broncos. Uh, and I was not really the primary on that first drive. And Joe, uh, you know, the West Coast offense was all about, you know, just reading the defense. You go to the primary, then you go to the second guy. Then he came back to me, and I was uh, right there over the middle. And the second he he looked back to me, I knew to uncover. uncover. And uh, when I say uncover, I got to uh, find a lane to get away from the defensive back uh, or the linebacker, and I was able to do that. And I made the catch, and I got hit by Dennis Smith. And I remember also Bill Walsh saying that, hey, look, what we notice about their big safeties, uh, they like to deliver the blow, but they don't wrap up. And I was able to bounce off that and, and score that uh, first touchdown uh, during Super Bowl 24. What was Joe like in the huddle? Joe Cool. Never any chaos, no matter what? No, 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 not at all. And, uh, and uh, you know, he was a very uh, fiery guy. Uh, I remember the touchdown, the second touchdown that he threw me. You know, he 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 would always, uh, uh, you know, just sort of like point at the opposing bench just a little bit, like you know, saying, "Hey, you're gonna get my best game on this given day." And I, I think, uh, you know, uh, like I said, he's uh, he, he's God. He really is, especially if you are a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. Jerry, I could keep you all day, but truth be told, um, I'm getting hungry and I'm going to go eat some rice aroni. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I have to. I mean, it's you know the, the jalapeno and the cheddar. It's unbelievable. Go teamrice.com. It's the perfect thing for a tailgate, and I encourage you to visit the rice aroni YouTube page. Jerry, you are the greatest football player in the history of the NFL, and we appreciate you being on the Adam Shine podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, okay? Have a great day. You got it. The legendary Jerry Rice. For more of me, Adam Shine. Who doesn't want more me? I love me. You can listen to me on my Sirius XM radio show, Shine on Sports. We always get the best guests. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry. I mean, we live for this. Best guests in all the sports talk radio, best callers. It airs every weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. You can also listen to the radio show on demand with the Sirius XM app. Adam Shine. Not telling you to wager on football. But here we go. 
All right, NFL picks. I had a, another solid week, eight and seven in week number four. Bob Stew, who is with me, as per usual, he went eight and seven. You know, Mikey Fitz, our associate producer for Shine on Sports, he's with us today. He went six and nine in in week number four. So now on the season, I am a tremendous thirty eight and twenty five. Bob Stew is thirty three and thirty. Mikey Fitz, who has picked the Dolphins to cover, you dope. We've told you this every week. Thirty one and thirty two on the season. The Miami Dolphins will never ever cover. So the Shine family, Maya was the only one who got the Thursday night game right. And we, the rest of us, Jolie, who's 11, Maya's nine, she got it right with Philly. And Theo, who's four, (laughs) he had the Packers as well. So for Thursday night football, I am going with the Rams. Right now in the line, there's a lot of fluctuation we have it at what? One and a half, Bob? Seahawks favorite or one and a half? The Seahawks are one and a half home point favorites. I'm not surprised it's trending in that direction. And obviously the Rams, they've got a problem with Todd Gurley. And they got humiliated in stunning fashion by Tampa Bay. Just that was grotesque. Listen, Goff has not played well. And the Rams, even at three and one, have not played well. I just don't think Seattle's great. I think that L.A. still has too much in terms of talent and coaching. So I'm taking the Rams, and Jolie's taking the Rams, and Maya is taking the Rams. Theo loves home fields. You know, oftentimes they're called the Seahawks, the Seahogs, when he (laughs) talks about sports. So Theo is going with Seattle to take care of business, going with the ambiance on Thursday night football. Bob, who are you taking in this one? I love Theo. He's the smartest kid in the room at this point, Adam. I'm also going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. I love that home field advantage, the 12th man. Yeah, you hit it on the nail on the head, Adam. Todd Gurley, I mean, he only had three carries against Tampa Bay. This is after Sean McVay said he wanted to get him potentially 25 carries in a game. He's carrying the ball three times. I don't like the Rams at all. Something's going on. The defense is terrible. I think Seattle, Russell Wilson is going to have a ton of success. I love the Seahawks in this game on Thursday Night Football. All right, let me give you the best bets of the week for week number five. Patriots, 15 and a half points. They're favored in Washington against the Redskins. I couldn't agree with you more on that. And I thought about this. The best organization in the NFL – the worst organization. <laughs> Dumpster fires have asked us stop comparing the Redskins to us because they're offended by the comparison and would like to apologize to all the dumpster fires we've offended. I mean, Haskins, Keenum, Colt McCoy, Joe Theismann, Doug Williams. If the spread was 49, I would still pick the New England Patriots. Remember, Bill's <laughs> run it up before, historically, on Washington. I think this game, and I'm not saying this for yuck yucks, has 55 nothing <laughs> written all over it. I, I don't think Washington's going to be able to function. I think it was a little jarring, though, what happened with the Patriots against Buffalo, but you put the you hit the nail on the head again, Adam. Wow, the Redskins are absolutely terrible. They have no talent on offense and defense. The Patriots, the offensive line, it kind of worries me. The running game hasn't gotten going. This is the get-right game for Tom Brady. He's going to torch him. I'd say at least four touchdowns for Brady. The Patriots are easily going to cover this number. Bears are favored by four and a half against the Raiders in London. The Khalil Mack revenge game. John Gruden made one of the worst trades in the history of sports. I said that at the time. I mean, here's the deal. Trubisky's not going to play. It doesn't even change my opinion, which speaks volumes about Mitchell Trubisky. 
Bob, I love the Chicago Bears in London. I also love the Chicago Bears. I don't care that's a neutral field. The Raiders' offense has not clicked after they released Antonio Brown. It's not the same offense. They looked great last week against the Colts. They were banged up. I agree with you. Chase Daniels should not affect your mindset picking this game. There's really not much of a difference. The Bears' defense should dominate the Raiders. That's what's going to win them the game. All right, I'm going to give you one more. Do not overrate what the Steelers did on Monday nights. They were playing the hapless and pathetic Bengals. And by the way, give Pittsburgh credit. I thought Cincinnati could win. You know I thought Mason Rudolph could have been a first-round pick, should have been in 2018. I like Mason Rudolph. Devin Bush, you know, I picked him rookie of the year. The game's in Pittsburgh. Related story, I don't care. I know when I have my coffee and I look at the newspaper on the standings page, it says there's one game separating Pittsburgh from Baltimore and Cleveland. Baltimore, you know, I picked Cleveland to win that game. You know, Baltimore's got to be licking its chops here. You know, I know it's in Pittsburgh where I throw everything out the window. No, you throw that theory out the window. How is Pittsburgh's defense going to deal with Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown? You know, Baltimore's got a better coach. Baltimore has a better defense, a defense that has to be humiliated after what happened with Cleveland. I can't stress enough how much I love the Ravens favored by four in Pittsburgh. I don't like that at all. I like the Steelers. I think the number's too large. The Steelers' defense was unbelievable. I know that was Andy Dalton, and I know that was the Bengals' offense. I just don't care. The Steelers' defense was awesome. I think they can hold Lamar Jackson the Ravens but down. that line is terrible for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, the Ravens didn't look good at all against Cleveland. Haven't you picked the Steelers every week? And I'm 2-2. Two and two. I feel very good about being 500 against the spread picking Pittsburgh. I feel hey, good about it. No, no, no. I feel like you a little sh- groove in my step here. I'm going with the Steelers <laughs> little again. groove? You, you won for your last one. That's <laughs> not a groove. That's a, that's a they, flip of the coin. Wait a minute. They covered versus the Niners, too. I know it was fluky, but they still covered after they blew the game. Oh, they're a terrible football team. I love the Baltimore Ravens, and we will pick all the games against the Spread on Shine on Sports coming up on a Football Friday. Fantasy football is next. Adam Shine, fantasy football legend. So the Shine girls lost again, and that's that's really not good for anyone. Starting with them, and the whole Jimmy Graham Eric Ebron debate continues to run wild in the Shine households. And of course, we played the wrong guy, and by by we, I mean. They, I gave them the choice. Now, granted, I signed off on it, but, you know, they they had the full autonomy. Truth be told, we've been tremendous the last few weeks in terms of point total. We've run into better teams. I mean, we, we had a tremendous week this past week, and we were going up against Nick Chubb. And that's how the Shine Girls, after a tremendous draft, fall to 0-4 in a kid's fantasy football league. Oh, and four. I was that close to winning my daily DraftKings league. I I, I got to tell you, it's my first time doing DraftKings. I mean, I, I'm obsessed by it. I I sit there and I you know the X's and O's and the math and trying to fit it. My goodness, it all came down to Tyler Boyd. I just needed 14 damn points out of Tyler Boyd on a Monday night. You know, I I, I share a team with my childhood best friend, my guy Stone. And I told him, I'm like, Tyler Boyd, he's going to be amazing. He's going to be tremendous. The Steelers, they they can't stop receivers, can't stop slot receivers. Defense is terrible. I was banking on Andy Dalton in primetime. I mean, I built my whole damn career. I built a house on Andy Dalton being awful in primetime. 
Shame on me. Shame, 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 shame. Here's what's on Shine's mind. Thank you for listening to another sensational, incredible episode of the Adam Shine podcast. How how great was that? How much fun was that? Jerry Rice, the goats, absolutely incredible. Bob Stew, some have called him the Jerry Rice of sports radio and podcast producers. Great job, as always, out of Bob Stew. Thanks to our listeners on Sirius XM On Demand, our great listeners on Pandora. Thanks to all our listeners on Apple. And with Stitcher, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review if you love the Adam Shine podcast. And who doesn't love the Adam Shine podcast? You can always catch me every weekday on my Sirius XM radio show. Shine on Sports, setting up to 1 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week on the Adam Shine podcast. This is the Adam Shine Podcast. For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, Sirius XM 82. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.